Hey, hey, Firestarters, you are listening to episode 218 of the Females on Fire podcast with our guest, Italia Struble. Now, some of you, if you've been around for a minute, you may know Italia from our Females on Fire virtual summits. She's been a speaker multiple times and is one of our most popular speakers. She is always requested over and over again. So we keep having her back because she's just such an expert in her field and such a joy to be around and to work with. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. Italia is a personal brand coach and a social media strategist who helps women build businesses online. And she does this through uh, coaching through online resources and through speaking. But honestly, that title does not do her justice because she is such an expert in social media, in video content, and in just showing up authentically online. And a lot of that is what we're talking about in this episode. We're going to get into video content tips and growth strategies. We're going to dive into Instagram and TikTok and how to create really amazing content where you can leverage these platforms and really build the business of your dreams and how to do that in a really authentic way that's true to you, it's true to your business, and it's true to the person that you want to show up as online. So I'm so excited for you to hear Italia's incredible advice. You're going to love her. You're going to want to go follow her if you're not already, because we are going to dive into some juicy details today that she doesn't normally get to get into during our summit presentations. So I'm really excited. Grab your notebooks, get ready to take tons of notes, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Are you ready for a revolution? It's time to shake up the industry a little, and girlfriend, you're going to want to be a part of this. The Females on Fire Conference is headed to Dallas, Texas, August 7th and 8th of 2024, and it is a conference like no other. We are so tired of stuffy business conferences or motivational speakers that don't give you any actual depth. So we're bringing together over a thousand women, a fire speaker lineup, and some fun twists and surprises for two action-packed days that will change your life and your business. It's time to ditch the drama and the struggle, get aligned and profitable, and unleash the audacious dreamer and impactful doer inside of you. And with tickets that start at only $97, we're making sure that you can get yourself in the room. So save your seat at the revolution by heading to femalesonfireconference.com and get ready for two days of business, personal, and community growth like you've never seen it done before. Hi, Italia. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me, Haley. I am so excited. I know we've had you speak at a couple of the Females on Fire Summits, and you are very, very popular. It was very much in demand for you to come back to the last one, and then everybody just loves you. You're one of our top sessions every single time. So it was a given that we had to have you on the podcast too, and just like do a deeper dive into all of your expertise and tips and all the things you have to offer. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to be here and I'm so excited to talk about Reels and TikTok and get kind of really into the strategies of video. Yes. Oh my gosh. We're going to get so deep into this. I could probably keep you here all day, but I won't. Very excited. Uh, Before we get into all of that amazing talk though, tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are, how'd you get into business for yourself, all the things. 
Okay. So I'm Italia Struble and I originally worked as a NICU nurse and I was ready to retire from nursing, had zero plans to be a business owner. <laughs> um, how it happened for me was in 2019, my husband who lived who was from Germany at the time, was living in the US and he said he wanted to move back. And we we're like, okay, I was like, what am I gonna do if we move back? And then it was me Googling the thing that we probably all Google, right? How to make money online. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So in my Google search, I actually found a couple of people that were making money blogging. And I had had friends that had told me that, oh my God, you and your husband have an amazing love story because we had met in Thailand. And so they were so like, oh my gosh, we want to see what you're doing outside of, you know, seeing you in person. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that because I don't even like Instagram. <laughs> I felt blogging was Instagram. Yep. And I think that's everyone, right? A lot of people, when you start out, you're like, oh, I'm becoming a blogger and it's not posting on Instagram. You have your own website and it's an actual blog. Um, and so I began to start to build that blog out. And in January, 2020, yes, we launched and I launched my blog with literally a bio. And from that bio, I actually had a thousand people come visit my bio and it was so exciting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do this. And I started posting on Instagram and then COVID hit and it was like, okay, like that travel blog is out the door. And I was like, okay, so what else can I do? And I thought to myself, well, I think it'd be better if I started to learn how to use Instagram, how to use like the blog, how to get people into my circle and how to grow on social media. And so in that, I actually fell more in love with the growing and the strategies and the marketing than the like being a travel blogger. You know, I love just kind of looking at the analytics, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work, like posting, playing around, having fun with my content. And so by the end of that year, I ended up going into social media management. And from there, I worked there for a little bit, about a year and a half and working for a multi-million dollar nursing company. And I realized very quickly that a lot of the things that I was having them utilize in email marketing and doing things with social media, that small businesses, like my friends would come and ask me and be like, oh, okay, like what's trending right now? What can I do? Like, help me make this real, help me do this. And then I was like, I want to help people do this. Like, <laughs> I want this to be my job. And so then in 2022, I started my um, signature group program, The Profitable Creator, and I started teaching people how to get in the online space and answer the big question, how to make money online. And so from there, it's just gone from there. And next up for me is starting a podcast. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Cause you were just like, no, I hate Instagram. I'm never doing that. I have no interest in doing that. And now it's literally part of what you teach. That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> and now I love it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love that because I feel like it's so relatable. Like your whole story is so relatable because like, first of all, you jumped into something with like no knowledge of how to do it, no real expertise. You just like Googled your heart out and you were like, I could do this. I could try it. I'll give it a shot. And then like immediately get shut down, like immediately have like a setback. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that. And I know I got into wedding planning originally and it went really well for several years. So it wasn't like an immediate setback or anything, but that's how I fell in love with marketing was just like growing my own business and doing social media and really like doing all of the behind the scenes stuff. And then other wedding vendors were coming to me going, how did you do that? How did you do this? And I was like, I could teach this. I love this. So it was very similar. It's like, once you get into something and you kind of start dabbling, you realize there's something else entirely in that, that you're like, I could do this. I really enjoy like teaching this and I'm really good at it. So I love that so much. Yeah. And I think your niche finds you, Yeah, you know, sometimes you start off and you get so focused on like, I'm doing this and you kind of start doing that and it finds you like how wedding planning and doing the behind the scenes found you. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, I really believe that like, if you're paying attention, every one thing leads you to the next, it might like take a little while. There may be time for it to grow. Like you may not get it right. Just like right from the start. But I really think if you're paying attention, like every time you have something come up or you're feeling that tug of like, there's something more, or there's something else, or I'm not super in love with this anymore. I think there's something different. I think there's always like clues in your life of like what direction it needs to go, you know? Yes. You get pushed that direction. And I've learned from like working with my clients that sometimes it's those friends or those people that are asking you for stuff, how you said like they were asking and they asked these questions. And so just keeping an ear open when people keep asking you the same type of questions, then it's like, oh, should I be doing this? Yep, exactly. It's wild. It changes your life. If you just like learn how to really actively listen to what's around you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. everybody will tell you exactly what they want from you. You just have to pay attention. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, I've got so many questions for you, so let's get right on into it. Um, I know we're going to talk about video content. I also want to get in a little bit talking about like reels and TikTok specifically, because I know we all want to grow in those areas and sometimes it can be challenging and feel a little bit tricky with all the algorithm changes and all the things going on. And so I'm really excited to just like dive in and get your tips on all of this. So starting out, what do you think just video content in general, what do you think is kind of the most important aspect of that? Like, what is the thing that if our listeners don't take anything else from this episode, what is the thing you want them to know about video content today? Clarity. Clear videos. Yes. (laughs) Clear videos. If your video is spotty and it's not clear, somebody's just going to swipe right on by. So just making sure to clean that lens before you start videoing anything. I love that the tip is so (laughs) simple and also the thing that I constantly forget to do every time I go to record. (laughs) I mean, that's one of them. I think the other thing is being yourself. Is really stepping in and being yourself and not being like anyone else. You don't need to get on TikTok or uh, Instagram reels and do a quote unquote trend. No, do the type of content and provide that value and those things that people are asking for. Yeah. So when you first got started, because you did hate Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I know like algorithms were a little bit different then they weren't quite as video heavy, but were you instantly comfortable with just like being on camera and like showing up that way and kind of being a a social media personality, if you will, or did it take some like growing and learning curves for you to kind of be comfortable with that? Okay. If you scroll back, y'all, I was embarrassed. (laughs) Things. Oh my gosh. I was embarrassing, but because of my embarrassment that I went through, when I look back at old videos, I'm just like, what was happening here, Italia? (laughs) What what were you doing? Um, So don't think you need to come on Instagram and know exactly what to do, right? You kind of have to have that uncomfortability stage where you're uncomfortable and you're going to push through that. And then you're going to find what it is that is going to really get you moving the right direction. Yeah. I love that. I, uh, it's so funny looking back at anything. I'm always just like cringing. I'm always like, like my, looking back at my first website that I made that was atrocious, honestly, looking back at business cards, looking back at social media posts, I'm always like, why was that so cringy? Like constantly, like even looking back like two years, I'm like, why was that so cringy? But you laugh about it because you're like, eh, the cringy kind of got me here, you know, like it's just like a constant leveling up just like little by little by little. So you're always going to look back and think it's a little bit cringy. Yes. You look back and you're like, what is happening here? But you always want to remember when you posted that you thought it was the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's so true. My husband and I talk about that all the time. It's like constantly I will put things out and I'm like, you have to see this. Like, look what I did. This is so cool. I'm amazing. Like I'm so good at this. And it takes like 
not even six months. And I'm like, wow, that was garbage. Like I did not know what I know now. And that is honestly garbage like that. I can't believe I was so proud of that. And so it's so funny how like, you're going to think things are so good and so amazing. And you've like finally found the like secret to it all and then give it a couple months and it, you'll, you'll look back on it and cringe, like guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. So what do you feel like there were any, like, are there any tips? Is there any advice that you have for somebody to get a little more comfortable? Because I, I know so many people in our community who they're like, I'm comfortable being on social media. Like the engagement doesn't bother me showing up and stuff, but like hopping into stories, putting my face all over the camera, you know, jumping into TikTok. It's just so scary because I literally like can't get myself to press record. So like, what do you remember from that time of feeling really uncomfortable, feeling really embarrassed? What are, what's your advice for them to kind of get over that hump a little bit? So you have to take the steps, but taking it one step at a time. One thing that I would highly encourage is doing a challenge of some some sort. I do have an Instagram story challenge where each day you're doing one specific thing and you don't have to worry about posting the entire day, but you're just hopping on and you're like, hey, you know, this is what I'm up to today. And then that's it for that day. Then the next day you can build on that. Hey, this is what I'm up to today. And then now I'm going to show you a little bit and then you can move on from there. I think it's because we feel like we need to do everything and you need to start. You're starting from zero and you haven't gone on Instagram stories one day, just pick up the phone, get on Instagram stories, talk, post it. Don't re-listen to it. Please do not. (laughs) That's the best tip of the entire episode. Don't re-listen to it. Don't re-listen to it. Just, I always put, I, even till this day, I'll put my volume down and Mm -hmm. then I'll type out all my stuff because we are our biggest critics, right? We see ourselves and we're like, oh my gosh, my voice is so whatever. And then someone messages you, oh my God, you have such a wonderful voice. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause I, I'm the one who told you that right before we started this. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's so true though. Like we, we really are. And I love the idea of ch- just sort of challenging yourself to do like one thing, because I think we get so bombarded with the idea that we need to be batching content, which I'm all about content batching. I know you are too. Like, I love it. It's great. It's very, very helpful if you're running a business, but in those early stages where you're like, I just need to get over the hump of like getting my face on video and feeling comfortable with that. It's so difficult to think about, oh, I need to batch a week worth of stories or I need to batch all of these reels or whatever. And so, you know, that, that idea of just sort of challenging yourself with this, like one thing or two things every day, it really builds a habit. And to me, that's all social media is, is just the habit of like showing up, knowing what you're doing to create the content getting in that mode of starting to feel comfortable batching and then just sort of like building out your process from there. And you, like you see people constantly that they take like a hiatus. I'm very guilty of this this year. They take like a hiatus from social media and it's so hard to get back into it because you've built a new habit. Right. So I love the idea of just like challenging yourself with just like a little something. So we'll definitely put that that Instagram story challenge in the, in the show notes, everybody go gra- run and grab it immediately <laughs> right now. Don't wait. <laughs> so what's your advice? I know you kind of, you mentioned trends earlier. Um, and you were like, you don't have to be doing trends, but we all know they're very popular. We're very tempted to constantly just do trends. I know, especially over on TikTok, that's a really big deal, right? Like trends are just like constantly coming out. So what's your advice? for how to kind of level your own playing field of incorporating trends, but also like staying true to your business, staying true to your niche, staying true to yourself and really like making relevant content, not just doing the trends every time they come out. If you do a trend, make it part of your niche or make it part of your business. So like right now there is the song, like I got a white boy on my roster. Yep. <laughs> you feed me pasta and lobster. Um, 
And as a business owner, you can actually take that sound and your white boy on your roster can be the program you have. And this is the program that they have. And then whatever it's feeding is what your people in your community are learning from that program. And then you can talk about the wins at the end of the song, right? I so you're <laughs> still utilizing the song. Yeah. You're still using it and you're still part of quote unquote trend, right? But now you've incorporated your business and you're not just walking around singing that you got a white boy in your roster, right? <laughs> right. I love it. Do you find that the trends, because I, I kind of feel this way. Do you find that the trends kind of open up your creativity a little bit? Like yes. it gives you a little more of a like creative boost? Yes. What I would suggest to do is to follow people that are not in your niche and so when you see the trend, it's going to elicit. So I follow mom bloggers yeah. and I see the little, the trends they do. And then I'm like, oh, okay, let me switch this and make it part of my business. Um, and then mixing trend, like utilizing like cap cut. So right now on TikTok, that is a huge trend. Anytime you use those cap cut templates that they have on there. Those are very popular. They have a lot of viewership, but being strategic about it because as business owners, those trends aren't paying us, right? Yep. <laughs> We're not getting paid by trends. Follows don't, don't pay us either. And viewership <laughs> doesn't either. <laughs> Becoming oh, viral. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other episode, girlfriend. <laughs> I could go on and on about that, but yeah. at the end of the day, you have a business and following trends and getting followership or becoming quote unquote viral, being viral actually kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of just going and thinking like strategically, how does this trend match with my business and how can I add to this specific trend? And then also showing, showcasing your face right? Showcasing your face and speaking to your ideal clients is going to increase your viewership 10 times more because they're going to want to watch you speaking. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your tip for, because this has come a very long way, algorithms are constantly changing, right? Mm -hmm. But what's your tip for writing the captions? Because at this point, it's like, you know, we used to post these gorgeous pictures on Instagram. And then you'd have a caption that's like a mile long. And now it's so video heavy. And you hear people constantly that are like, oh, you should still write the captions. And then you hear people that are like, nobody reads the captions. So like, what's your advice for, especially because as business owners, we do a lot of educational content, right? Most of the time, most of us are posting some type of educational content. What's your advice for how to really convey the message, the education within the post without necessarily having these like crazy long captions or, you know, a ton of text on the video and like overwhelming our viewers with like too much going on. So if you have a reel and your caption does not fit, meaning you are typing in the caption and it's telling you that your caption is too long, you have multiple posts, sis. That's not one reel. Yes. That's multiple posts. Now, because of the videos being simpler and it's the video, that means us as business owners, we can go back, take our long caption and make five reels out of that and then go from there. Meaning we can actually create more content and we can create content faster because now it's super simple, guys. Something B-roll, with um, reasons that you shouldn't be blah, blah, blah. And then next line, read caption, bottom, write out your caption, call it a day. Instagram is not the cross that you die on. <laughs> like right? it's, it's wild because it's almost like, I think in a way, social media and like content creation has never been easier because it, it's like you said, you can take just like a video of you like walking down the street. Right. And as long mm -hmm. as it's like clear, it doesn't even have to be like amazing video as long as it's just kind of clear and like easy to see. And then you, you slap some education over it. And yes, the, the content has to be like quality content. You can't just write anything on there and expect it to do well, but it's really actually easy to create the content. But then at the same time, it's like, 
there's so many platforms, there's so many trends, there's so many sounds, there's so many options that I think it, we, we complicate it ourselves because there's so many different options of things we could be doing. And I think we like, you know, I'm sure we've all done this. I'm sure you've done this. I do this. I find myself doing it too often and I have to stop myself because it's a bad habit, but we start scrolling and all of a sudden we're like, Oh, I'm going to save that sound. I'm going to save that sound. I'm going to do that later. I'm going to do this trend later. Oh, I like that video that she did. Oh, I like that post that he did. I, Oh, I like this. I'm going to save this. Oh, I need to do more, you know, like carousels like this. I need to do more reels like this. I need to record some videos of me doing that. And all of a sudden it's like, we have this giant bank of all the things that we should be doing. And then we sit down to create content and we're like, I only have like five minutes. What do I do? And we get so overwhelmed that we don't do anything. So it's like, on one hand, it's never been easier. And on the other, it's so easy that we're complicating the crap out of it. Yes, it is truly being so complicated. Um, and I think it's because we are still in the stages on Instagram of people feeling they need to have like fancy video. They need to have fancy picture, like something needs to look a certain way. Right. And that's why people are moving to TikTok because it's more natural. I can hop on TikTok right now and go live and be like, come listen to our podcast live with us. Yep. And people are going to come join and chime in and say whatever they want to say. I won't even have to speak or say anything to them. They'll just be here listening to what we're talking about, you know? So it's just a difference in the different platforms and Instagram is becoming a lot more easier in as much as creating the content. It's just a matter of repurposing. You do not need new ideas. If you're feeling like stuck and you're like, oh my gosh, I have five minutes go back. I think I did this the other day. I went back to my post from last year and I reposted it just as it was. No one will notice (laughs) if they're consuming a lot of your content. They, they probably, they might, but they probably don't remember a post that old. And if they're not consuming your content, they probably didn't see that one to begin with. So it's a win-win situation. Yes. I mean, the lifespan of content on Instagram is about 24 hours. Yeah. It's very short. It's very short. So if you have a post and it does well, rephrase it, Re- rephrase the same post and post it again. There's been a lot of people in the marketing content creation world right now that are actually doing side-by-side post. Meaning oh, they'll yeah. post a post and then literally the next day post the same post with a different, different heading just to see the difference. Yeah. It's just like testing it, you know, it's that age old AB testing, but now we're bringing it to social media. Yes. More so than we used to. Mm-hmm. For sure. What, cause you mentioned repurposing and I know we could do like a whole episode just on that. Um, so we'll just kind of graze the service, but what does it look like for you personally in terms of, cause I, I feel like we get this question a lot. It's like, okay, I'm on Instagram. I want to be on TikTok or vice versa. Do I need to create different content for each platform? And I know you just mentioned they're different platforms and it's like Instagram is a little more focused on the aesthetic sometimes and having this sort of like picture perfect pictures or videos or whatever and content and TikTok's more in the moment, very natural. But do you find yourself overlapping the content a lot? Do you find yourself having to create different content? Is there like a simplified version that you put on TikTok? Like what does the process look like for you to save yourself time and energy, but also make sure that you're staying true to each individual platform? So TikTok is a quantity um, platform. Quantity, meaning (laughs) the more you post on TikTok, so the times that I post three times a day on TikTok are the times that I know in the next two weeks, I'm going to be growing by X amount of followers, right? Because it's a quantity platform. Right. And that it being a quantity platform, meaning you don't have to do something that is out uh, crazy. You don't have to do a day in the life every day in order to say, check, I did a video. Right. One thing that I would suggest is utilizing your Instagram story. So if you're getting on stories and you're getting on and you're like, here's what I'm up to today, blah, 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 talking, then take that, save it before you write any words on it. And then take that video and put it on TikTok. And that can be your first video on TikTok for the day. Very smart. 
Because TikTok is Instagram stories, basically. Yeah. But they have the longer form. It's like a mix of Instagram stories and YouTube. Like you can do the longer videos on there, um, but utilizing that content and exchanging it over. As far as utilizing the same videos, I know they, you know, they're both having a little argument with each other, TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> so there's the text. It's like the older sibling fighting with the younger sibling. <laughs> Yes, it's insane. So the text is actually, they scan the text and they can actually tell which text comes from Instagram, which text comes from TikTok, right? So your text on TikTok, and I'm not sure about the Instagram algorithm, but for the TikTok algorithm, that text is actually vital because that can actually help you be found on TikTok because that little search bar at the very top that says, if yours says find related content, it means that they didn't identify what your content was, right? right? But if it says like, couple travel, or it says business owner, or it says whatever it is, then that means that TikTok has identified your post based on the wording that you're putting, your caption, and whatever niche that they've put you in. Right. So when repurposing, you want to be mindful of when you're recording the videos, saving the videos to your phone, and then from there, copying, like making the text on like your notes app or somewhere, or typing it in a Word document. Document. And then that way you're not doing things twice. You can literally just copy and paste on each platform and post. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel like that's been such a big question that like I've heard in our community of just like, how do I repurpose without like getting punished? So I literally think that's probably going to be the biggest thing that comes out of this episode. <laughs> like everybody's going to be like, that's it. That's how I do it. <laughs> Cause it's so simple and it, it just goes back to us overcomplicating it. Right. But it's like, you want to create content for both platforms. Most people do. And you mm -hmm. want to be able to batch content and, and repurpose and do all of these things. But it's like, how do I do it without getting punished? Because these apps genuinely don't like each other. <laughs> so they don't, we do, we overcomplicate it so much. So I'm glad you kind of dug into the, the breakdown there of the process. The layers. Yeah. The layers, all the layers. Another way too, if you are a person that only posts pictures on Instagram, know there's some of you out there. Um, <laughs> you can actually take your caption and read it. Like you can read your caption on like a prompt or you can put it on your computer and just read it to the camera on TikTok. And that can be repurposed into a post. Yeah. If you're that person um, and you're listening to this right now and you're like, I only post pictures on Instagram, rewind to where we just talked about putting your face on, inst on, on video content. Cause you must've missed that part. Uh, it's very important. You can't do it without video now. Um, I still love pictures on Instagram though. I'm like, I, you know, I, every once in a while, I'm just like, I just want this cute picture with a caption. It makes me feel nostalgic almost like Every once mm -hmm. in a while, like I'm done with video. This sucks. <laughs> I will say don't not post video uh, pictures because I have noticed that the pictures I've posted in the last maybe like month, a month and a half have gotten a lot of traction yeah. and they're being spread more because, you know, they said that they want to bring the pictures back to the feed. Yeah. And like even it out. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got to do a mix of both. We were all pictures. Then we were all video. Now it's like a nice mix. Now you can kind of make it work for you a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that's always the, the thing we hear though. It's just the algorithm change. It's just like, it's so constant that it's just hard to keep up with. But that's what I think. That's what I always love about when we do social media episodes like this, because the one kind of central theme that, that everybody says is just to kind of simplify it down. Right. And so it yes. just goes back to us overcomplicating it just over and over and over again. Yes. I think just making it super simple for someone to understand what it is, one, that you do, and two, how you can help them, yeah. right? We're all here to help and just explaining it in simple words. It doesn't need to be like secrets to blah, blah, blah. No, just say like, here's five things that you should be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. You just, you got to keep it. It's like anything else in business. You got to keep it simple and figure out like what works for you and what's going to 
keep you motivated to keep doing it so you don't burn out. So you don't end up taking a bunch of like social media hiatuses and stuff like that. And you're consistent because consistency is the thing that is going to end up really helping you grow and, and scale and be able to like sell your offers and services and all of those things. So Uh it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, I want to overcomplicate it. But if I don't simplify it, I will burn myself out and not do it. (laughs) Yes. You become so resentful. You, that's why right now a lot of people are like, I hate Instagram, but it's the resentfulness that you have because you're overcomplicating something. Just post something online, have it deal with whatever product or service that you're selling at the time, or have it focus on just someone getting to know you and your business. And then from there, you gradually will get to that point. And utilizing on Instagram, it's essential to not only utilize your feed, but stories, because that's something everyone's coming every day to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, full circle moment, if it's really bad, don't worry. You're going to cringe about it six months from now anyway. Like, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Full circle moment. (laughs) So before we wrap up um, or kind of start wrapping up, I want to just dig into your like growth strategy for a minute. So we've talked about like creating the content, but aside from just putting out great content, what's your advice for really starting to grow on these platforms. Cause obviously, like you said earlier, followers don't equal dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we all want more eyes on our stuff and particularly more targeted eyes, like people that are in our niche that we know might buy eventually. So what's your advice? What are you doing? What's your tips? Maybe a couple for each platform or something for how you're actually growing and getting new eyes on your content all the time, aside from just creating really amazing content. So other than being consistent, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say being strategic. So on TikTok, as I said, three times a day, usually, I think sometimes people post four times a day. If you're posting one time a day on TikTok, I'm not saying that you're not going to grow. I'm just saying if this is a growth plan, if you're like, For the next 30 days, I want to bang out this stuff and I want to see some growth. So that is what we're going to talk about specifically. This is not for somebody who you're just like, no, I'm, I'm coasting. I'll give like an example of both. So if you're trying to bang it out on TikTok, post three to five times a day which sounds insane, but it's going to be different types of videos. You're going to have two videos that are going to be short to the point, simple. And then your other one or two videos that you do are going to be a a little bit longer, maybe a one and a half minute video where you're teaching something specific, right? Or a day in the life, right? Something like that to where you have that type of video. If you're someone that wants to coast on TikTok, posting five times a week is coasting. You get on there, coast with your five times a week. When you are posting on TikTok, it's important to utilize SEO, search engine optimization, being specific about how you speak, one, what you write in your caption, what hashtags you're using, and then any other wording that you're going to add to your video. Because TikTok and the algorithm, they take a look at all of that when they're dispersing the video, right? If you're someone that doesn't like to write on top of videos, it's so easy. You can just use the caption on TikTok. Very easy. Those are also ones that can be seen by their algorithm. So don't feel the need to write something on top, but you do need to have a hook. So utilizing a hook in all of your videos, meaning you don't want to start like, hi, I'm Italia. <laughs> on your video, right? Boring. Scroll. Swipe. <laughs> Swipe. You lost them, right? You want it to be something that kind of hooks them. You know what gets on my nerves sometimes, right? I just hooked you because it's like, oh, what, what gets on her nerves? So think about those hook words and those hook pieces. Um, I do have the link to TikTok hooks, which we can put in the show notes for yes. that. Um, so that is going to be TikTok in general. like. You don't need to worry about the different sounds you're using. That's not essential. 
using trending sounds can be something that's good. I would also do a cap cut template, like going there, using those cap cut templates is a way to for the growth. So that's TikTok. Any questions about TikTok? Did I miss something, Haley? No, I think you, I think that that was a good like starter growth pack of tips. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) We're good. Um, And then going on to Instagram, Instagram crazy these days. Um, Instagram's doing its own thing, but I would say it is all still about quantity, but you're not posting three to five times on Instagram. I think they like, they would go crazy and they probably shut down your page. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say doing something like a 30 day challenge where for 30 days you are posting. I'm actually taking one of my clients through this, this next month. And So doing a mix, because now there's sort of a mix. So the way that would work would, I would on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever one day that you have free, create those seven videos for the week and have your seven videos. And then from there, I would do five videos and then one photo, putting a photo in there every other time. And then just keep on doing seven each time. And as you go through it, you're going to have more than 30 videos. So then by the end and you're tired and you're like, oh my God, I just went through 30 days of content. Then you're still going to have two more weeks on top of that of content still left. So you'll just be able to post those and just kind of step aside. Yeah. Love it. Are you in terms of like for Instagram specifically in terms of like stories versus like reels and like feed posts and stuff, are you pulling from the content for the feed post into your stories or are your stories more like the TikTok stuff that's kind of more natural behind the scenes? My stories are behind the scenes. People want like stories is the party. Like I love stories because (laughs) It's like you get up and I'm like, y'all, I'm up. We're here for this day. And then from there, I'm taking you on my day with me. We're doing all types of stuff. We're going to eat lunch. Um, I'm going to talk to you about my client wins. We're going to talk about clients I have coming up. We're going to talk about different offers you have. Like Stories is a way for you to kind of like interact in a non-pressure way, right? You're not pressuring anyone. It's like you came to my story and we're chilling. And we're hanging out. So have fun with stories and do fun things or do like, you know, flash offers or just be like, oh, actually anyone who DMs me, we're doing like 20% off. I'm going to give you a coupon for this. Just have fun. Like stories is just a place to chill. Yeah. I love it. I feel like feed stuff, whether it's reels or photos, carousels, whatever is more like, it doesn't always have to be educational, but it is, it's more like the educational piece Whereas stories is more like you can educate in stories that can definitely happen, but it's more like, you know, come along with me, get to know me, you know, get to know my clients, like really see all that behind the scenes stuff that when you add that in with the educational stuff, that's going to be what ultimately like sells your customer, you know? Yes. And I think both platforms, TikTok and Instagram are kind of going away from just like the educational bullpoint things because of things like ChatGPT. I can get on ChatGPT and ask them, give me five, whatever, and then post that. Right. So you want to be more focused on showcasing your authority. So rather than being like, five things, blah, blah, blah. Be like, this is how my client X, or this is how I was able to Y. So that it's kind of more like, this is from personal experience. Yeah. It's that social proof, right? Mm -hmm. Because social media has come such a long way that it's like anybody could give you three tips for video content now, but it's like, you want to be able to see somebody who's living what they teach, right? Like they're not just teaching video content. Their video content is awesome. And it like draws you in and it hooks you and it makes you want to watch more. And then they're showing you like, this is how my clients are doing it too. And this is why I'm doing this and really giving you that like behind the scenes insight that you're not going to get from chat GPT. You're not going to get from just like any creator and anybody that you follow, right? Like it's somebody who really knows their stuff. And I I think that kind of weeds out the people. And this is not to discourage you if you're like just getting started, but you know, it weeds out the people who like really know their stuff versus the people who 
just kind of only know enough to like teach the bare minimum. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, you can't live mm-hmm. what you're teaching and you can't like recreate it yourself and then show people like, this is why I did what I did. Then you don't really know your stuff that well. Right. Yes. If you can't test stuff and you can't have fun with stuff, then you're kind of like in this place of like, I'm only doing the things that work yep. and that's it. Yep. Jumping on all the trends, following all the following the money basically, or where you Mm -hmm. think the money is. But in reality, the big money comes from knowing your stuff and really like being able to dive in with your customers and say like, Hey, I've got this extra expertise that you're not necessarily going to get over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I feel like this was such a good, like first couple of, I was going to say first step, but it's like first couple of steps to really start growing on these platforms. I know we could probably keep diving into all the things and just like go down the rabbit hole and get so deep. But I think this was a good, like kind of full circle episode. So I'm happy. I'm excited. I can't wait for everybody to hear this. (laughs) Before we officially wrap up, we always close out with our rapid fire round, which is just some fun little questions I like to ask that I think are fun. I hope our community enjoys them. Um, but I, I enjoy it and that's all that matters. So, (laughs) um, so are you ready? I'm ready. Just some fun, quick questions. What is one thing that you do every day that makes you feel alive and on fire? Manifestations. Love it. I'm like, manifestations. I'm like, is this rapid? Like I need to rapidly answer. I felt the pressure. (laughs) It's just somewhat rapid fire round. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, (laughs) manifestations, listening to different, um, I guess like just speaking, speaking life into myself. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. That's awesome. What is the last book or podcast that you loved? Um, you're a bad ass at making money. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love her. That whole like series is just so good. Oh, I, so I want to read it again already. Yes. yes. I probably need to read it again. It's been a while. And now this is probably going to prompt me to go read it again. Yeah. I've read it twice. I've read twice, both of them, like listen to it and read them Yeah, for the, um, you're a badass itself. And then you're a badass at making money. Yeah. I oh, love, 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 love those books so much. Uh, if you had $10,000 to invest in your business right now, what would you do with it? How would you use it? I, $10,000 right now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Um, I, at this point in my business, I feel like I would invest in um, hiring another person in my team to edit videos, like edit video content. <laughs> edit my podcast. <laughs> I was I was just about to say maybe edit the podcast. <laughs> edit the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um and then I would likely last year I spent a lot of time investing in education like I was in a mastermind and this year I fully committed myself into investing in mindset. So I would probably invest more of that into um, a mindset coach of some some sort. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Those yeah. are great answers. Thanks. That's awesome. Expand the team. Take some things off your plate. Get the mindset stuff down. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I know you've been around the community for a while. So, you know, Females on Fire, we're all about elevating other women. So who is one woman that you would love to give a shout out to and you think everybody should go follow her? I think that everyone should go follow Rebecca Hayden. She is actually a mindset like hypnosis coach type of, I'm like hypnosis. She's a business coach, but she does hypnosis. And so I feel like everyone should follow because it's just the level up because we always have these strategies and we know like, okay, this strategy is this, this strategy is that. And sometimes it's our subconscious and our mindset holding us back. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. And head to the show notes. We will link her up so you can go follow her there. Last rapid fire question. 
What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? You can. (laughs) It sounds so stupid, but um, you can. So um, I'll give a little background. Um, I failed the NCLEX a couple of years ago before when I was getting into nursing and and um, I was like devastated and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this and whatnot. And um, my dad came in and basically told me, he was like, oh, so I heard you were quitting. And then he said, I didn't know you, I was raising a quitter. And Ooh. then, yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> then I was, um, he actually helped me study. And I remember him like sitting there and telling me, See, Italia, you can. Yeah. Like I can do it. And I ended up passing, but uh those kind of parents, they just know, you know, they're like, mm, I'm gonna like sort of insult you while knowing that I'm actually pushing you into something bigger. And you're like, mm, I don't know how much I liked that, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, how dare you? I'm like sitting how here dare crying. Dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'm devastated. I love it. I I have those kind of parents too. So I 100% understand. Mm -hmm. You love them so much and you're so grateful, but you're also like, "Mm, could you have maybe said it better? Maybe. (laughs) Could you have maybe given me a hug, said it's okay. No. Validated my feelings, you know, any of those things. (laughs) No. (laughs) I love it. He was smart though to push you because, you know, now, I mean, look at you. Yes. It was smart. It hurt, but yep. it usually I does. It. <laughs> the best things always do, right? <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can follow you. Where can they like find all of your stuff? What should they go grab? All the things. Okay, you can go follow me on Instagram at Italia Struble. My TikTok, my husband and I have like a family TikTok, the Struble so family. Cute. It's so cute. <laughs> If only I could get him to be more of a worker like me (laughs) so that we can make more content. Um, And then uh, I have a blog with different digital marketing uh, services and also blog post um, www.italiastrubel.com. And I can't remember anything else right now. I feel like the Instagram story of all, we talked about that, Um, the hooks. Currently, I am working on my podcast. And so I'm so excited. (laughs) So exciting. I love it. Yeah. Well, we will link all of that up in the show notes. So make sure that you head over there, grab all of those things, hook up with Italia because she is your girl. I'm telling you, I love this woman so much. Um, I could sit here and sing your praises all day, but I feel like that'd be a little bit weird. Um, most of you know her from the summit and I promise if you're following her and you're staying connected with her, you're going to get so much more out of her. Cause she's amazing. Really knows her stuff. Definitely an expert in this space. So Italia, thank you so much. I feel like a lot of people that kind of have social media expertise tend to not necessarily want to give you all the tips. Sometimes it's very like a lot of gatekeeping going on. It's like, Oh, I'll give you this, but then you have to like buy my course and you just always are so open and like, so willing to help. And I appreciate that about you so much and just your transparency and just bringing all of this incredible wisdom to the show. So thank you so much for all of this. Thank you for having me. And around here, we don't gatekeep because (laughs) we do not do that. I love it. Well, thank you because it was incredible. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.